Hey everybody, this is Savannah. This is Juliana, and welcome to Powerful Perspectives. We're back. We're back. And where the hell have we been? You know, not a lot of places, but a lot at the same time. So as you may have noticed, there we've been a little dead on the whole podcast Whoops. channel. What have we been doing? Um, well, we did have some meets. I don't remember if we recapped any of those, but we had some meets a while back. We did. Um, we've been coaching some meets. We've been coaching a lot on different weekends, different meets. Um, also, I had my doctoral applications that I was um, finishing. You've started studying uh, for, what is it again? The, the, personal tra- the personal trainer certificate exam. Trying to trying to inch my way into the coaching world mm-hmm. slowly, um, which is exciting. And we've been kind of focusing on revamping the podcast and trying to make it more how we intended for it to be once we, once when we like first started like brainstorming about it. Yeah, because when we started, something that kind of stuck out was we wanted this podcast to be more conversational and something that I have the tendency of doing as Savannah has pointed out to me, is making things very, like, educational. Like, very, like, boom, boom, here's all the information. And while we want it to be, like, informational for you all, it's meant to be more, like, bringing on different people, us giving our perspectives on things, and all in all, more conversational. Yeah, so we're introducing a new format this week with how we're setting things up, which feel free for you guys to tell us if you like it, if you don't like it, um, if you have any other suggestions for us to do, but we'll introduce that as we go along with the podcast. And we've also just, and if you still want to hear the informative side of things, of course, we're still going to do that there. Oh yeah. But the super informational, don't worry, we still got our blogs on Fortitude of Fitness, which will be upholding the same fully informational pattern and we will be dropping one as soon as the new year comes around so be looking out for that yeah and those will be bi-weekly instead of monthly now too so that'll be kind of fun um huge revamp basically happening within uh powerful perspectives as well as fortitude of fitness so um excited to have you all on this journey with us but excited Savannah has taken a lot of inspiration from what is what is the podcast called? Oh, what is it called? It's Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's podcast. I think it's like the uh, I don't even know what it's called. I have to look that up. But it's their podcast. It's their podcast um, because they have looped me in with all the Taylor Swift, um, all the Taylor Swift like stuff they talk about, and we kind of are mimicking almost their style, kind of, and a lot of other podcasts that I've. And we both listened to over the time, but, um, you know, they've got different segments and they really like, while our main base, like they, their main focus is football podcast. We want ours of course to be heavily powerlifting just because that's majority of our life, but we also want to add in some other things that we enjoy to talk about too. Like, uh, Juliana's heavy on the wants to talk about the academic side of her life I'm heavy on the one of talking about like the literature and stuff that I read and write and stuff the moment that I figure out how to record like video for this you guys will all see this amazing bookshelf behind us because we've decided that this is actually a really awesome space to oh, yeah. do our recording 
Um, but I tried to get it set up today and it just was not there. So we'll continue with that. But that definitely, um, like, leads its way to our first segment that we were talking about. Um, Well, I guess the first one was where the hell have we been? But the second one is Entertainment Weekly. So here on Entertainment Weekly with Juliana and Savannah, this week we're going to talk about a few different things that we've seen lately. A few different things that really captured our attention the past couple and I would say borderline obsession. Borderline. Well, mainly the first one. Mainly the first second. one. <laughs> um, so let's. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the ballad of songbirds and snakes. And I just had to make sure I said that wrong because I've been like shortening right. the names <laughs> or I said it right. Yeah. Uh, by Suzanne Collins. By, by Suzanne Collins. It's the prequel to the new Hunger Games movie, and I've been waiting for this movie, guys, since like March, maybe longer. I I don't really tend to get really excited for movie adaptations because I'm like, I get so mad if they're like, not like the book, Mm -hmm. but I was really excited for this one because I just love the Hunger Games and I roped Juliana into going. Um, And I kind of want to hear your thoughts first on the movie (laughs) as a whole, because you were new to it. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we need a little bit of context of like when we saw the movie too. Oh yeah. Because like Savannah said, I was roped into it as well. Hold on. Sorry, we have multiple cats, That's and fish. there's a lot going on. So, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so we saw this movie after coaching all day at um Michigan State Championships, USAPL Michigan State Championships, and as like a side tidbit about me, those meets and coaching is heavily draining, and there's a lot of emotion. In that, so I'm already ready to like have an emotional dump. Anyways, so seeing this movie, I did not know what to expect, and it was amazing. Um, I think from let's talk about the um like storyline first, oh, yeah. and then talk about like the acting and stuff like that. But the storyline was so in- engaging, so intriguing. Obviously, not gonna like spoil it but i felt like even as somebody that hasn't read the book um it definitely kept me engaged i read all the other hunger games books and i felt like it gave a lot of background and actually like helped build that even haven't seen have not seen those in a few years um so that was really cool and i just it, it was a movie that was like my like full body reaction kind of thing like there was a few jump moments where like i physically jumped out of my seat and then like um i definitely started crying at a few points in the movie and there's just so much emotion that like kind of plays out in it um which a quick like sorry a quick backstory just of the movie in general it's a prequel to the hunger games it follows president snow when he's younger and it's basically a villain origin story and it follows the 10th Hunger Games. So it's brand new. Instead of seeing like all the tributes being in like fancy trains, you're seeing them penned in like a monkey cage, like, and the differences of how it evolved from when it first started and to when it's more of like a production. So it does hit a lot of like emotional aspects. Yeah. And I know a lot of people feel like the movie, they went into it and like, there wasn't enough context for people that haven't read the book yet, which yes and no. 
I feel like you're not, you're not, you don't see the, his inner thoughts as much, but I still feel like you get the general storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, be, well, part of it is I went with you, right? True. And you kind of gave me a general idea of what it'd be about, but not like, you know, not spoiling it for me. Even um, she wanted me to. <laughs> I like to know what's going to happen. But anyways, um, I, I still felt like I could follow the storyline. I will say they're like you were saying that like with any book you're gonna get additional information yeah out of the book out of the context out of the dialogue and they can only capture so much of that so i'm not surprised that a lot of people felt like granted full disclosure i haven't read the book still i'm like waiting a month i need more time to process the movie it's it's a heavy (laughs) it's a heavy book it's a story but that being said, I still felt like it did a good job at like telling a story that viewers could follow and see how it connected. If they'd seen, you know, the other Hunger Games. Oh yeah. You can connect it throughout the series. Yeah. And like the Hunger Games in general is such a heavy hitting dystopian book because there's so many like similarities I feel like and it's so real to the point of like if a couple things went in the exact right way like it could be um uh, it's like so realistic in that I mindset like it's not entirely unbelievable is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say and this book especially hits a lot of things because I feel like it's such a realistic villain origin story that makes sense I yeah I feel like it's just, it's very, especially when you read the book, um, you hear so much of his inner monologue and it's just so realistic to how people want because he's all about wanting power and he's all about wanting all these things. And it's just, and there's so many Easter eggs from like this prequel to the rest of the Hunger Games that you're, you're, you can almost mimic like the similarities and differences and what changed and didn't change. And there's just so many things that you can like, I could do a whole podcast on this. Book, honestly, <laughs> there's just so many things you could analyze, which I want to reread it almost. Well, we, we got know. the book. Um, I know something that immediately after the movie, um, in the next day driving home, like Savannah and I were talking specifically about like, like the pain and like, like, all the suffering that kind of go went on yeah and i feel like i can say that and it doesn't give away too much but in general i think that that's something that a lot of people are um how do i say impacted by within society in general and then like how you were mentioning that there's a lot of correlations between you know everyday life what we see in society and the Hunger Games, heck, we were, the other day I asked you something about, like, Squid Games. Like, oh, oh isn't yeah. that, couldn't that be kind of like the Hunger I haven't watched that. But just, it there's these, like, connections, and that's what makes it so interesting to analyze. But, can we talk about the acting for a moment? Because, amazing. Gosh damn, so good. I loved all that. I was, I'm a Tom Blythe stan. I, and him blonde i'm not usually a blonde for blonde like hair but like i was in love with him the entire which is bad you should not be in love with president snow yeah keep in mind who he but uh, it was amazing uh what's her name rachel ziegler ziegler she's amazing she's only been in a few movies so this is pretty new acting and i'm 
and she did really well and her voice incredible yeah no uh, she has been in west side story yeah um and she's supposed to be in the new snow white snow white oh yeah um which was a whole controversy controversy on its own but she did an incredible job i obviously have not read the book but just the acting is so realistic and none of it no character in that uh film made me cringe at their lines or anything of that nature i was impressed honestly Which is, it's incredibly impressive because there's a lot of like just burst out singing moments which you would think would be mm-hmm. a little more awkward than it was but yeah. i think it was played really beautifully i enjoyed the acting i'm a huge book to movie adaptation snob and i really enjoyed it yeah i i actually now that i'm thinking about it i kind of am too but yeah. also i'm a big uh docu like uh like a based off a true story kind of gal yeah um obviously this one isn't but just kind of thinking on that so yeah if you haven't seen um that movie yet highly highly recommend and feel free to talk to us about it because we will talk to you for hours about it oh yeah we could keep going but i you know yeah and so, in the meantime, what else have we been doing? Uh, we also went to go see a concert. Do you want to yeah. tell them about the concert? So, yeah, this weekend, um, actually, this past Tuesday was my birthday. Um, yeah, happy and birthday. Thank you, thank you. Um, but for my birthday, uh, Savannah and I went to Chicago and saw a concert. It was the uh, Lewis the Child and Quinn 92 yeah. um, ch- uh, excuse me, concert. And that was super cool. Definitely very different. It was. Especially since me and Juliana have a tendency to hit concerts at the most random points in our life. (laughs) Um, We've been to a Max concert together. We went to an NF one together, which are vastly different. Actually, not vastly, because Quinn, 92, and Max have indeed... Same with Collect the Child. And Louis the Child. They've all collabed together. So they were kind of in the same boat. A weird boat. Yeah. But the same boat. I've been listening to Quinn 92 since the beginning of my lifting journey. Um, I don't know why I listened to him when I lifted, because it's not usually the vibes I go for, but I've I've liked his songs a lot for a while. So I really enjoyed hearing him in concert. I will say it's not, it wasn't as big of a production. It was in like a, a you, hanger. You said like an airline hanger, which I think is yeah. the best way to describe it. I was telling people like a big warehouse. But, yeah. um, and we walked forever to get there. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was right on Navy Pier um and i wasn't even sure what to expect given that it's december and we weren't sure like about like the weather and if it was going to be a comfortable temperature but it was actually surprisingly very nice um but like i said or like savannah said it literally was like an airline hangar where like it was a huge space but not a lot like going on kind of thing um besides all the people that kind of crowded oh, lights in. the lights were cool yeah the lights were cool it felt more like a club honestly yeah than a concert a giant club especially when so they had quinn 92 well there were two other artists or people first but um quinn 92 came out like first of the two people we were there to see and I thought he was really good. Yeah. It was definitely different, like you said. I didn't know very many songs. I'll be completely honest that I really only knew a few of his songs. 
um, which we talked about was kind of ironic for the type of music I listen to. That is, yeah, it is right up her alley. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like was it two cups of coffee or coffee, whatever that yeah. song was. I, I knew that one. It was on my list. Um, and then some other ones. Um, and then it was funny because during the concert, uh, before. Lewis the Child came out, we were like, oh, what's the set list for Lewis the Child? And then come to scoured the internet for the set list. (laughs) And then come to find out, in case anybody else didn't know this, apparently, if it says it's a playground set, that just means they play whatever they want. So there is no set list. Which was kind of wild. And, okay, I was a little disappointed. They did really good with the whole set list, but I was there specifically to hear weekend by louis the child and they only played like five seconds of it and i was a little disappointed but i like their opening song a lot they opened with fire by them and that was a good entrance yeah so yeah if you ever see basically any artist that it says like playground set you're not gonna know what to expect and there's some fun in that but also just you know we got we did pretty well i think we stayed most of the time yeah, we left at, like, 10.45, which is, it ended at, like, 11-something, and we were kind of just hungry at that yeah. point, and two two concerts back-to-back is kind of a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, even just in that one period, especially yeah, and like, like how the, long it was. Because we were there from, like, 7.30 to, like, 11. Yeah, straight, pretty much. Straight concert vibes, maybe, like, 15 minutes in between. Yeah, but if you're ever in Chicago and need a place to eat past, like, 11 p.m., up till midnight though because they cl- apparently close at midnight yeah um sweetwater right on michigan ave is actually pretty good so we were there check it two out. nights in a row we yeah. made be- best friends with our waiter yeah he <laughs> savannah was gonna totally ignore it <laughs> I, was, I was gonna not acknowledge that we were there two nights in a row i was just gonna be like i never been here before juliana immediately acknowledged <laughs> it like immediately i was so taken aback i was like we're back <laughs> It's like I was so taken aback. I was not ready. I was like, "Oh, but I guess that was for the best." He, we like joked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 seemed fine. He seemed like he wanted to leave, though. I would too at midnight. Yeah, eleven yeah. thirty. Yeah, but yeah. So that's like the different like visual entertainment that we've seen. What we about too? Um. I feel like we got to save some of the rest of our entertainment oh, yeah. for the next part. Well, we'll have some next time. I mean, we, we were always like, especially since we've been living together, we've been like watching a lot of movies and TV shows together. And since we're both kind of analytical, we talk mm-hmm. about that stuff a lot. And then obviously we read a lot. I read a lot. Juliana's starting to read a little more. Today in my, per- so uh, long story short, side note, um, I had, like, a personality test on, like, one of those, like, validated ones or whatever. And in it, it was basically saying how uh, I really prioritize, like, science and intellect and things like that. And she was like, I can tell you read a lot just based off this. I was like, thank you. That is, I appreciate you. Um, Because I didn't tell her I read at all, but she already knew. I was like, cool. Anyways. Um, don't know why I added that. No, that was a good, that was a good tidbit and I enjoyed hearing that. But, so that's the wrap up for this week's Entertainment Weekly. Um, fun time. Stay tuned for more on that segment. Our next segment is called, it's, it's a fairly basic one, Question of the Week. This is something that 
I've enjoyed hearing on a lot of others' podcasts, and I feel like it opens the door for a lot of our conversations. Mm -hmm. And so how we're going to like play this one is watch our powerlifting... Yep. Powerful Perspectives. <laughs> I keep getting the name wrong. I don't know why. Uh, Powerful Perspectives Instagram. And I will be posting a question of the week on either our story and I'll probably post something about it on our actual uh, feed. feed too. So look out for that. If you have any questions you want to ask us, lifting related, life related, college, university okay. related, anything you want really. And we'll pick a couple people and shout them out on the podcast and answer the questions um, before we start our like main segment. Yeah. Um, so this week we've got one, and this was actually from a while ago from from one of uh, our friends, Krista. Mm -hmm. And she, Krista lifts on Instagram. She said, how do you, how do you guys, how you guys felt being in the gym as a new powerlifter and your journey of confidence and how you adapted and grew in your time at the gym. Yeah. So you can start with your answer first. So I have to, I have to remember that I'm not answering this as theoretical. This is like my experience. Um, I mean, if you want to throw some in, cause that's just you. That's yeah, funny. true. I, it's that coaching mentality that like, you know, yeah. Um, so when I entered the gym, um, I was recovering from an eating disorder. I, like wasn't really supposed to be gymming slash I had just got like the approval to but basically I was already going in with like uh, not to shift confidence on like body like confidence I'm but in this case that's it was tied to that um so I was kind of already going in not feeling too confident there and then to be quite honest I did not know how to do anything. There was a ton of looking things up on YouTube. Um, those little pictures that are on like the machines, like how to use them. There was a lot of messing up, whatever that was. Uh, I can't remember a specific one. It's honestly been almost 10 years, but um, there was just like a lot of that. Um, just uncertainty, especially walking around in my case as a 13, 14 year old girl oh, yeah. that was just like, what the heck? Like all these like big guys around me or like, you know, that or like the creepy people that you're just like, I don't even want you to look at me. Um, so it definitely took a while. Uh, and I think that it also, with regards to confidence, in a way, it just kind of developed via experience like you go in you trip over a a plate you trip over a barbell you kind of like the first time you're like oh my gosh like does someone see me like i look so stupid blah 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 you're trying to adjust the machines yeah. and you don't know how to adjust them yeah. <laughs> and then that happens over time and then as you get as it happens you kind of just realize like oh my gosh we're all we all are freaking struggling with this too and at least for me, to this day, I will, like, trip over a machine and I'll be like, oh, whoops, my bad. <laughs> and then I just kind of move on. But th th that's not, like, that's very broad with regards to my, like, confidence. I guess I could take it any which way. But yeah. that's, like, something that I noticed. That is a very, like, just, like, being comfortable and not knowing. And the fact that you don't know what you're doing yet mm -hmm. is a big thing because a lot of people, like, 
do you expect to like just go in the gym and like know exactly what you're doing you don't want to embarrass yourselves yeah but everyone goes through that stage it's it's like anything else though like i don't know i i in a way like to compare it to um when i entered into college like that first year for me was so rough but like i didn't know anything and then I'm like responding to my students, my freshman students in some of the, uh, one of my class, one of the classes that I work with. And they were like, oh, like, is it always going to be this rough or is like, does it get better? And I'm like, well, as you experience it, it gets, you, you know, you adapt. you adapt, you learn about things and you cope and so on and so forth. And it's the same thing with the gym. Yeah, the same thing. I mean, I had a very different um, entrance experience in you with the mm-hmm. fact that I... So I'll start this with saying that for some reason when I was growing up, I always thought there was like an, a minimum age that you had to be in the gym and I felt like it was a very adult thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I would exercise, like I wanted to, but at the same time, I was a little embarrassed to be doing it. But um, I mean, I've told the story before on this podcast about the broken treadmill and how I ended up in the gym, but I always went with my uncle mm-hmm. and he was he was fairly into lifting by the time that I joined him. So he did show me a lot of the ropes. And I also had the fact that I started out in a very small high school gym. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't always a lot of people around. So I had a lot of freedom to mess up and not really be seen by a lot of people, which was lucky in that aspect. But I did grow a lot of confidence in myself and my lifting. And in that time with like just being around people and being around like, um, my uncle and then all my friends that I made at the gym, I just became, I just became more comfortable there and I comfortable in my own skin there. And still to this day, the gym is a place where I am more vocal and more me than I am in any other mm-hmm. like aspect, which is why I spend a lot of time there and why I tend to be a lot more um, vocal and more approachable at the gym, say than I am anywhere else. But so by the time that I went to college, it was a whole other adaptation period of learning how to like lift alone and be able to still have fun in the gym without people around me and like that was being at like the I am at UMich that was the first time I had to like experience a lot of like messing with machines and stuff because my Mm -hmm. uncle used to do all that for me so it was like a whole new thing where I had to learn confidence but honestly I live and die by this phrase from everything in my life um but you fake it till you make it so I just tried to walk in with confidence I tried to like just brush everything off and be be like well like you know no one's really paying attention and I know what I'm doing so you sometimes you just gotta you gotta fake the confidence until because I remember one person told me that when I walked into the gym I looked like I owned the place and so I've just been living off that vicariously uh since I heard that for like, yeah. and that was like freshman year of college. So <laughs> that's, it's kind of funny that you say that. Cause that's something like that. My dad used to say is like, you got to walk in, like you own the place kind oh, of yeah. thing, just in general. So that I can definitely connect to that. I, oh, something else I want to emphasize or like say that I've actually noticed with myself is yeah, I definitely have a lot more like gym confidence than, you know, when I first started. Yeah. But 
it's crazy how context or environment dependent it is because even when I go to like check out new gyms or if I'm traveling and have to like visit a gym in a way I get like a little bit of I don't I don't know if I'm conflating like confidence with like anxiety kind of symptoms but not using conflating (laughs) but I but like I definitely notice myself being less confident or like kind of running into those like first gym experience kind of feelings um when I'm at visiting gyms or things like that and like Savannah said just really like walking in like okay I got this I know that I know what I'm doing even if I don't even if I didn't you know like way back but or heck there's still things today that I've tried to set up and I'm like Oh, I got a great example. At F3, I do not know how to set up the leg press machine out there. That thing sketches me out. And I embarrass myself daily with that. I I don't know how to do it. So anyone from F3 wants to show me, totally fine because I it's too scary to me. One time I tried to do it with a client and realized that it wasn't gonna work. So I was like, okay, we're gonna do something different. And sometimes that's just how it is. You're just like, all right, I can't deal with this right now so i'm gonna deal with something else is that sometimes that's gonna have that's how it has to be but fake it till you make it guys i also as another tidbit even the people that you're like oh my gosh they look so confident or whatever in the gym the probably not no no (laughs) i've had i've had people tell me that like oh like you look like you're you know put together in the gym and stuff i literally tripped on a on a on a bench today because it was one of those roll like um, roll at the bottom of the bench yeah. where you could like lift it up and then it'll roll that nice and easy. I put my foot on it and I just rolled forward. So and then I don't know his name, but one of the guys at the gym was like, "You good?" I'm like, "I'm so fine, thanks." <laughs> I have bruises daily on the amount of things I trip over, and yeah. um, I will say there's people at the gym. There's like always like one person at the gym that in particular that will always see me. <laughs> fall into something and I'm like thank you for always being around for my most embarrassing moments and keeping me humble because <laughs> I I need that <laughs> you gotta laugh at yourself you gotta laugh it's, it, it it comes with time you know things happen yeah it, you're you're gonna get it but if you want a place to start just if you put on a good put on a good baddie playlist song yeah. walk into that gym like you own the place and um make it make it your safe space that's our best advice for you yeah yeah there's some great playlists great bad bitch playlists on uh, oh, spotify yeah. highly recommend if you're into that um anyways put on, put on bad girls by yeah. mia i think that's what it is yeah anyway that, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one yeah, um on to our next question of the week we kind of made up this one yeah and uh it's i'll try and word it because i guess I, <laughs> so as the holidays come around you're gonna have less and less time to go in the gym. You have more Potential. family potentially. You have more. Some people have more. You have more family obligations. Sometimes work gets busier. Sometimes finals are hitting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling. Um, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you're having. You're going to new environments. Yeah. Um, I yes. Any which way, there's likely a change, even if it's like less time, more time. So how some, do we adapt to that? Yeah, like. When you're someone that is so structured, potentially, a lot of times, at least uh, from my perspective, a lot of times 
gem people tend to be very structured people in some capacity. So when you're used to this very like structured setup that you're that you are used to that routine, how do you adapt and how, how do you, do you change yeah. and how do you deal with some of that stress? Yeah. And this question we're kind of going to bleed into our main topic, which mm-hmm. is this same thing because we ourselves are going home for the holidays and yep. our gym routines are, are about to change. So we're just going to talk about the things that are changing with us, how we're dealing with that, and hopefully this helps you guys as you are also going home for the holidays and restructuring or potentially going home. Maybe people are coming to you for the holidays. Yeah. Um, and restructuring that. And what do you like how to go about that? So um Do you wanna sure I can off? I can take it off. So I I'm fairly structured. I will say that I my routine, like I am not the type of person that has the same day and the same on the the same lift on the same day every day of the week. I tend to ebb and flow as the week goes. Um, but I will say that I'm pretty consistent in the gym I go to. Mm-hmm. I normally go to F3 Fitness. I work on kilo plates. I've got mm-hmm. I've got bars, and I'm very fortunate to have those things. Um, and I'm pretty usually lucky to go five days a week. And I'm a pretty social lifter, so I'm always around people I know at F3. Anyway, my parents are moving back up to Mayo, um, which is northern northern Michigan, um, from Florida. So this means that I have to go to a very unreliable gym. So from a very powerlifting-focused gym to a gym that is kind of old equipment, doesn't have the best barbells, doesn't have a good bench at all. It's very mm-hmm. narrow. It looks like a stick, honestly. Um, so that, I mean, as a powerlifter, you have to learn how to adapt to new things, but it does tend to af- affect training a little bit when you have to move to less than ideal environments, which is something that I don't, I'm not really worried about performance wise, mm-hmm. but it is something that I'm not really excited to do. So that kind of means I'm less excited to work out there. I'm less like motivated. So I have to find like other things to excite me about going. Um, and I usually will pick a cute little gym outfit or a cute or like cute or pick a good playlist or something just to get me excited about going, maybe a fun energy drink, um, just finding other things. Um, or I mean, when my uncle's at home too for Christmas, I usually am pretty excited to go with him again, you know, back mm-hmm. cause it's back where we started. But I will say this time in particular, I'm pretty excited to go just because, um, that's kind of where I started. My lifting journey started. So I'm kind of excited to compare where I was back in 2019, 2021 versus like where I am now, because I'm finally hitting some numbers I'm really excited about. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a good place to like start that comparison. Um, I mean, stress wise, I'm going to be off work for like two weeks, so I I won't be that busy. So I'm going to have a lot of free time. Um, It'll give me some time to myself because I'll be around family and I'm pretty sure we're going to be on all in one big house. So it's going to be very crowded, which I'm not used to anymore. Um, So, I mean, I think all in all, um, location is going to be my biggest change. Um, And the fact that it's like three hours from here, but I think that's something that is easily adaptable to, but mm-hmm. that's my big thing. So how about you? Yeah, I think honestly, I'm definitely in a very um like 
this is by far the year that is probably the easiest for me in terms of like the holidays and how things are going to um, impact training, if yeah. at all. Um, so like I'm at the point where I will uh, spend time both with my family um, my immediate family as well as extended family, but then also, um, my boyfriend Christian, I will, um, see his family too. And his family is, well, his immediate family is currently out of state. So they'll be back in state. So there's no like travel there. Um, so I basically am just heading home for about a week. And what that entails is a two hour drive, an hour and a half drive. So nothing crazy. I absolutely cannot complain about it. Um, I Something that I did do that I think will be very helpful is in the past, I have um, really been bound to the gym that like my brother would go to or the gym um, like coming back, driving an hour to F3 or just like consistently paying for uh, day passes yeah. for a couple uh, days or like and as such combining my days or reducing the days so that I only have to pay for two passes or something like that. You gotta finesse the system a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during Christmas. No for real <laughs> and and something I feel very lucky for is there was a new gym that opened about 20 minutes away from my parents house I'm jealous and it's a very nice gym for powerlifting so I like I said no complaints there um and feel very lucky that it's a similar atmosphere in terms of training I think that honestly the biggest um adaptation that'll have to occur is truthfully like more with regards to like how coaching is because oh, yeah. a lot of my uh, clients are going to be having, you know, traveling home, similar yeah. scenario to you where like their gym might not be the best or they are really only a lot of my clients are students that are out of state or don't see their family super often, which how I, was how I was last year and years before. And honestly, sometimes it's like, during that time, it's more important to, yeah. you know, spend time with your family. Like, you don't know how much of that you'll get or, you know, whatever the circumstances. So a lot of times it is a lot of, okay, let's, let's make these adaptations. Let's move this around. And, um, I think that that part of life is really important too. Oh yeah. Um, Especially some, in the holidays. yeah. And, and again, not to make this like, coaching informative or anything like that. But something I said to one of my clients the other day that really had me thinking and like, um, it has stuck with me is viewing optimal and what makes sense for you as a spectrum. Oh, yeah. It's going to change. Yeah. By the book or by like what you're used to four days, five days a week might be op optimal most of the time, but when you're home with your family, you want to spend time with them and, or you only get to see these friends, you know, a couple times a year or work is super busy, all of these things. It quite literally, even if normally optimal for you is going to the gym four days a week, having an hour, an hour and a half to do this workout. It might mean that, you know, only three times that week you can make it happen because if you try to go for that fourth, 
that's just going to stress you out more. It's going to take away from other areas of life and so on and so forth. So viewing optimal and the optimum like setup or whatever it looks like for you as a spectrum, as something that can shift is, I don't know, that's something that has really helped me. Um, especially like this isn't necessarily related to the holidays, but I, throughout college, did, you know, four days a week, three days a week. That was kind of like what I was doing for a long time. And then after I graduated, all of a sudden I had more time and I went up to five days a week. Yep. I'm on the same boat. <laughs> and then, and then, um, there was a couple weeks recently that I really could only make four days a week happen. And since then, like, uh, Jason, my coach and I, like, I've said like, Hey, like I can go back up to five days a week. Like I'm ready for it. Or, you know, that type of thing. He's like, well, I think right now for recovery wise, four days makes more sense. I'm like, you know, that makes sense. I just need to shift my perspective on what makes, what yeah. is optimal for me, what is going to put me in the best position. And right now, I agree. And I'm like, okay, well, let me focus on other areas in my life, like being able to sit down and walk through a podcast with you or yeah. being able to see my family and all of these other things, because it all comes back to like, we're not robots that only go to the gym. There's oh, so many no. things. Priorities definitely change and they change throughout the year too. Like the summer, a lot of, obviously a lot of students are going to have more time in the winter. You're going to be busier mm -hmm. with finals and stuff. And uh, if you're like an accountant or in something like sometimes you're busier during tax season yeah. versus like the rest of the year is like maybe a little more laid back. I mean, it changes for everybody. I mean, even this year, it's a lot different for me. Typically uh, the past like four or five years, I've had to uh, travel down to Florida. Mm -hmm. I had to find a gym down there. I had to, um, I'd never liked checking bags, so I would often only be able to take a minimum amount of equipment. Like I remember one holiday, I was down in Tampa and I was using five pound plates instead of heeled squat shoes. Um, so I put them under my heels and I'd squat like that just because I couldn't fit my heeled squat shoes in my, uh, in my so bag. Real. Yeah. So, so I was like, I'd rather, I'd, I had to pick and choose what equipment that was really important for me to take and then keep the rest out. Um, I know previously when I would go down there, I'd go to a commercial, I'd go to like crunch a commercial gym. I got lucky the last time and I found like a pretty good powerlifting gym. Mm -hmm. And like, like I said, like, and you gotta do what's like Juliana said, you gotta do what's optimal for you. And if working out, it does become more stressful during the holiday, just because you want to see so many people and do so many things. And there's so much travel and like lack of equipment, like find certain things to be super excited about like maybe you maybe you do have a powerlifting gym like nearby you that you never got to check out and now you have the opportunity to check that out mm -hmm. in your hometown um maybe there's like people that you want to that you're able to go speed up with at the gym that you haven't been able to lift with for a while like just find little little things to get excited about um and make what can happen happen and mm -hmm. don't fret if you miss a workout or something yeah i was even gonna say something uh with regards to just families we obviously cannot speak to this but just factoring in like thinking about people that might have to you know watch and supervise kids or sure. travel with children um like not 
ignoring those demands either like keeping that in mind that that is a whole extra demand on people and like i'm sure some of you listening might you know be having these demands whether young kids rather whether um you know siblings or older kids but sometimes quite literally fact of the matter you, there's only so many people that can watch a, a child that are available and you're you're that person. Oh, yeah. So sometimes it just doesn't happen in like kind of, this is more general, but I think it definitely relates in the holidays a lot too. <laughs> Put everything in perspective, you know, things can be adapted to, things can be changed. And if you have a coach, communicating that with your coach oh, yeah. is always, um, or can be very helpful because I mean, from my perspective, I want to help you as yeah. a coach. I want to make things work for you. I'm never going to be like, oh my gosh, you got to make, make sure you get this in. Like, I'm not that way. So, you know, if you have that that relationship with your coach, that can be super helpful too. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, indiv- uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Individualize it, just communicate. But um, mm-hmm. I was going to say on that aspect, I've been doing a mentorship program or I just started with under the like the strength guys and something that they said in one of the first videos that I was watching was that there were athletes that took up to a year off of like changing their programming and changing their training for COVID. Mm -hmm. So a week off during the holidays isn't going to hurt you or even two weeks off or a month. It's not going to hurt you. You're still have the capabilities to come back and be stronger than ever. So Maybe you take a month off, you come back, you're feeling pretty weak for like a week or so, but mm-hmm. you're not going to lose those strength gains forever. They're always going to come back. And so if you feel like it's in your best interest to, if you have a family that you need to take care of and you're traveling and you don't want to mess with kids, new gym, all that, or if you're a student and you really just want to spend time on the holidays, don't feel too guilty for yeah. like taking some time off. I mean, even just to, to add to that, I'm pr- uh, from. I'm not. I promise, not going to make this too researchy. But just to you mention, you can make it researchy. We just <laughs> personality. I was just saying the whole podcast doesn't need to be like point by point basis. True, we're doing good. Um, but something I was going to say is, uh, for think about it is in every week that you have you take off is about a week that you're going to need to regain. So that's a good way to look at it. Um. For example, when I was on a study abroad um, two years ago, I took basically about five weeks off training and it took me about five weeks to feel back to the strength I was. Is that a long time? Might be longer than what everybody hopes, but in the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't. And now I'm much past that. I've had clients who this summer went on study abroads for a month and are stronger than they have ever been. Um, so, you know, yeah. it doesn't hold you back necessarily unless you let it hold you back. Um, yeah, I remember you coming back from that trip and you were like struggling, squatting something in the 200s, maybe yeah. it's like 255. And today, guys, she <laughs> repped 308 on squat for six reps. So it's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, that that obviously is a ton of time between now yeah, and Yeah, it's then. been like a year and a half. But, but still. Kind of, yeah, these things are natural. Um, keeping everything in perspective. If you also something else that we kind of didn't say, because I think it's more because neither of us are doing this. 
if you're somebody that's uh, parents or that's fa the family goes on vacation for the holidays or goes to, you know, a tropical location or things like that, I wish. Um, enjoy that. Come on. This might be Lay the only the time. Drink um, some margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds great. Um, I don't even like to read a Read but... a nice, good book. A beach <laughs> read. <laughs> yeah. Beach read. Yeah. Um, like, enjoy that. Don't fret. Like, if you're really focused, if you, it, my only recommendation is if you're in a meat prep, you might want to strategize it a little True. bit more. Work with your coach on that. It doesn't mean you've got to be in the gym, like, as much as you're used to. Your coach knows. Yeah, like, your coach knows that you're in meat prep, so, you know, work together. But outside of that, it's not that serious. Take, take the time. Do what you need. Um, if you're able to get in, great. If you're not, it's okay. Yeah. And, yeah, kind of just going from there. I mean, that... That's my long story short on that's that. The, yeah, that's that's the tea. For all of you that are super excited to go home because you've got a really cool gym at home. Exciting. Yes. Ride on that high. Um, but And if you're really busy, that's just some advice on how to adapt and everything. But Oh, I also, really quick, before oh, yeah. we wrap up, was going to say, even if it's not even about like being able to get in, but it's more about the equipment or the availability of things, um, do your best. I yeah. think a lot of times, sometimes I'm sure we experience this is we're used to lifting on kilo plates. Yeah. Used to using that used to having thicker benches or wider benches. And then all of a sudden you don't. So troubleshoot it, work backwards rather than it's really easy and it's okay if you do, but it's really easy to get frustrated with some of that. It's like, oh, like, I just want this to work yeah. for me. I want it to do well. Or your performance isn't as great, even though you're doing the same thing or whatever. Just take a breath. Troubleshoot it if you can. If it's not something that can be troubleshooted, like how you were saying with your shoes. You didn't have your shoes, so you use the plates. But if it's something that's like, it just is what it is, you note that in your training. You keep it yeah. in mind. and. Keep moving forward. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, I'm going home to my hometown gym, and they have... I did notice they had a 20 kg like weightlifting bar there mm -hmm. at the time that I ended up using, but they also have really thick 55 pound barbell, which is what I thought I was going home towards. And you told me before I went, you were like, if you're not feeling the best, you have to take off a couple pounds. Like, mm -hmm. it's fine. Like, that's doable for the program. And like, it's just like situationally, sometimes it's going to knock off a few pounds off your bench or your squat or something. And that's, that's not a bad thing. You're still putting in the work. You're still putting in the time. Mm -hmm. um, be proud of yourself for um, whatever you're able to do. Honestly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And if that means not very much, that's okay. Just that's come okay. back to it and get back to your routine once you're able to. Because to be quite honest, if you were already in a routine, routine is probably good for you. So, you know, jump back yeah. to where you can and um, progress from there. But yeah, that's like my thoughts. That's on all she wrote. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. But um, yeah, so keep an eye on our Instagram. Um, we'll be shooting out those questions of the weeks every week um, yep. for your guys' to have some more input on stuff. Let us know how you like the new revamped um, podcast style. 
Yeah. yeah. And our goal is to be having these out more often. Yeah. So you can look forward to that. We got some interviews coming up. Some special guests, which we're really excited yeah. for. So hopefully we'll get the video up and running here too, so that we can have some visual aids as well. But thank you all so much for listening into this podcast of or this episode of Powerful Perspectives Podcast. Yes. And we will see you next time. Bye.